It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? It is another episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. David Harrison is out for this particular episode. He will be back on the next one, but good to have you with us. Nonetheless, we welcome you aboard, old and new. And we ask you, of course, please subscribe, rate, review, share, download, spread the word, spread the love. For the Locked On Washington football team podcast and as well the ultimate NFL mock draft which is going on across the network this week. We will have information on that. When we are not here, uh, David Harrison, you can follow him of course on Twitter at dharrison82 at dharrison82 as well Locked On Bucks podcast with James Yarko and as well BucksNation.com, part of SBNation.com. Also, you can check out some of our stuff at WUSA9 uh, and WUSA9 Sports and their digital sites. We are excited about that partnership as well. You can check me out at WrestleMania621. You can check out the podcast at Locked WFT Pod, at Locked WFT Pod. Uh, as well, you can listen to me on uh, the Team 980, the Washington Football Team flagship station from 3 to 7 with Pete Medhurst each and every Monday through Friday. And speaking of that, we will have part of my conversation from Monday, uh, Pete and I actually, with Joe Theismann after Alex Smith decided to hang it up after 16 NFL seasons. I mean, this shouldn't obviously be a major surprise to anybody. I don't think anybody should be shocked. I mean, especially being that he didn't get a job right away. I thought when he asked for his release and it was granted in early March, getting a jump start two weeks ahead of free agency would be a huge thing for him. And apparently he had interest and potentially offers from a few teams, including the Jacksonville Jaguars. And listen, we all know they're taking Trevor Lawrence at 1-1, but we also know that Trevor Lawrence might not be ready to play right away because he had off-season shoulder surgery on his non-throwing shoulder, Uh, so not going to be able to really work out and kind of get into the flow uh, of things with the Jaguars until early August or late July when training camp opens up, and that's an if, that's an if, that's not a definite. Uh, So there was a possibility there, but it didn't work out, and Alex Smith uh, decides after 16 NFL seasons, two of which he didn't play the entire year. People forget that. Certainly everybody remembers what happened in 2019, but people forget what happened earlier in his career when in San Francisco he missed the entire 2008 season with a shoulder injury after uh, playing uh, basically 32 out of his first 48 uh, games 
in his NFL career. So here's what we have. Alex Smith, ultimately, if he stays retired, played 174 games. He started 167 of them. Career record, for whatever it's worth, 99-67-1. And it is worth something, right? One of the great attributes of Alex Smith that you can say is generally his teams, again, won when he was the starting quarterback because... He made some plays, but he didn't make the egregiously bad ones. Now, down the stretch in Washington, certainly he made some egregiously bad mistakes. But they were also 5-1 and one with him as the starting quarterback. Not all because of him, but certainly he is a part of it. And 99-67-1 tells you that he won more often than not, right? Pretty decent record. Not bad. For, you know... For a guy that is not looked upon as being an elite quarterback or anything like that, right? 38-36-1 with a weird San Francisco team. Obviously, when he went there, they had the number one overall pick. So, I mean, you have to judge some of that. Uh, Again, missed an entire year. 50-26-0 in Kansas City. I mean, obviously, that's where he separates himself. And 11-5 here as a starter. In Washington, he completed 64.3% of his passes during his time here uh, in Washington in, again, 16 starts, 18 games. Of course, they lost two games that he came in as a reserve in both this year against the Los Angeles Rams and against the New York Giants. 3,762 passing yards, uh, again, in those 16 starts and 18 games. Uh, clearly, that's not as much as you would like, but it's not bad. 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Again, that's a little bit higher uh, than ideal, but certainly you understand uh, that Alex Smith was making a remarkable, remarkable comeback. Uh, yards per attempt, 6.5. Average yards per attempt, 6.0. Yards per catch, 10.1. Uh, Yards per game, 209 even here in Washington with an 82.6 quarterback rating. If you look at his time and his career, 209 is actually higher than the average of his career, which is 204.9. In San Francisco earlier in his career, a Again, athletic, managed the game, quarterback, 178.5. His time in Kansas City with a great offensive staff. And also some great weapons, 231.7. So, I mean, clearly not as good here in Washington as he was in Kansas City. Now, you could argue, again, the injury. You could argue uh, the system. You could argue uh, all sorts of things. More importantly, the talent around him was just not as good. But Alex Smith had a very good career. A very good career. He ultimately does not win a championship. But he was on a team and replaced by Colin Kaepernick that makes it to the Super Bowl. Alex Smith, I will remember him most outside of the injury and the comeback for what happened week 17 Sunday night football. Washington had not been able to score on an opening drive all year. No points. And he led them on a 92-yard drive, finished it off with a Touchdown pass in the back corner of the end zone to Terry McLaurin. And after that, he really, really, really struggled in that game. Um, He was under constant siege pressure, a lot of three and outs, couldn't really roll out, couldn't move, took a couple of sacks, and then got it together on short field after a punt return and led the team down the field again 
at the end of the first half and threw a dart, a seed, climbing the ladder to Logan Thomas. And I thought that was, you know, obviously a huge touchdown uh, because it erased a, a small Philadelphia lead and kind of gave Washington a little bit of a shot in the arm going back into halftime and in the locker room. And even in the second half, he wasn't very good, threw a couple of picks, including one horrendous one on a swing. But the bottom line is, is Washington won, and they won as much because of how good Alex Smith was on those two particular drives. So that'll be my lasting memory. Maybe week one, his first year, very few reps. We hadn't seen him much in practice. We hadn't seen him really at all in the preseason. And he went down to Arizona and they ran all over Arizona. He, Adrian Peterson, the rest of the boys. And they beat what was supposed to be a good Arizona team and certainly a good Arizona defense. Uh, And they beat them rather easily. Uh, Touchdown passes to Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson. So those are my big picture memories from Alex Smith. The trade ultimately doesn't work out. Uh, Clearly the injury, the number one reason for that. But Kendall Fuller and a third round pick plus the contract is hard to absorb and just overlook, right? I mean, it just didn't work out. Uh, work out enough. Washington paid a ton of money and a ton of resources and didn't get enough in return and didn't get the stability quarterback that they so desperately craved. I thought it was kind of a weird deal from the beginning. Uh, I would not have made it, but I'm not Bruce Allen. And Bruce Allen thinks he knows a whole lot about football, and he quite honestly did. Uh, That being said, Alex Smith brought a certain level of decorum and dignity and class and Um, character and leadership that some players, quite honestly, and some coaches didn't think Kirk Cousins had. So that's Alex Smith in a nutshell. Now he retires, three kids, beautiful wife, leg intact. He made it. He came back. Comeback player of the year. Good for you, Alex. Congratulations and thank you uh, for being a great example to everyone. Coming up next, Joe Theismann remembers his friend and somebody he has, unfortunately, all too much in common with, Alex Smith. That's next, right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. No David Harrison tonight. David will be back on the next episode. All right, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football's over. But you have the NFL draft coming up, right? And you have prop bets to make. And the NBA and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website right now, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. It's a podcast present and a series presented by Odyssey. 
Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more information about our live day one draft coverage. You guys got to check out that Ultimate NFL Mock Draft. It's a really slick production. Make sure you go check it out. We've tweeted about it uh, on both at LockWFTPod, at WrestleMania621. I know David has uh, as well, and it's all over the place. Very easy to find. Just follow along. It's really, really good. All right. On Monday afternoon, after we found out that uh, that Alex Smith was retiring, uh, his friend uh, and somebody who became very close to Alex Smith not only because they were Washington quarterbacks, but also because of the nature of their gruesome leg injuries uh, and how eerie the similarities were. So Joe Theismann was kind enough to pop on my radio show on the Washington football team flagship station, the Team 980, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 with Pete Medhurst. Uh, And here's his thoughts on Alex Smith. Obviously, uh, today the big news is that Alex uh, retires uh, after 16 years, we all know the injury history and the comeback and uh, all of that. Uh, how well did you, over these last years, get to know Alex? And um, and how many like exchanges? Like, what would you describe as as, as the relationship being that there were so many uh, fortunate and unfortunate similarities between you two guys? We we uh, I would say over the last three four years, we've really uh, become good friends. Um, we're still trying to figure out a way to get out on the golf course together, but I uh, did have a chance to play with him in Lake Tahoe a few years back. Really got, you know, you, you spend four or five hours with somebody on a golf course, you really get to know their personality, the type of person they are. And Alex is just the best. I mean, you list a bunch of things that you would want in a quality human being. Alex checks every box. He's a, he's, he's a wonderful guy, terrific man, hardworking, generous with his time. Uh, great with people, um, and, you know, look at what he was able to do to come back and be able to play. I think that having a chance to get out and play completed the cycle a little bit for him. I know that was his goal, and when he did it, um, you know, he was at that age where it was really, really close to whether or not he was going to be able to keep on going. And as it turns out, he, um, you know, he, you know he, he called it quits at the right time. I think his decision to leave the game now is right for him, his family, and everybody else. He's got his health now as much as you know you can with the leg, and I'm sure, he, and he can do a lot of things. So he has a quality of life, and you know he'll always be the guy that just um, I think shocked the world with his comeback. Joe, I think the one thing that we can never measure you as a former player might be because you were inside a locker room. You know what that dynamic is like, but. You know, for all the you know the evaluation, we we want to break down a guy's arm and whether he's reading this play and trying to push the ball down the field and all this other stuff. Joe, the one thing Alex Smith did, you look at every stop along the way, that guy won football games. And sometimes it's a lot more than just you know whether you've got a rocket for an arm. It's that respect that you have as soon as you walk in 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 somebody's locker room. He just seemed to bring that gene with him at, at each stop and. Let's face it, you guys, when you play, are paid to win, and that's the one thing that Alex Smith did a pretty decent amount of through the course of his NFL career. He really did. And, and, and he, he, won as a, he won as a player on the field, but he also won as a teammate with his mentorship. I mean, you, you think of what he did with Colin in San Francisco and Patrick in Kansas City, and really what he tried to do with Dwayne here in Washington. I mean, he, just, he was a very unselfish man trying to help anybody any way he could. 
And, you know, to me, you touched on the one word I think that is best describing him, and that is that he was respected by everybody, by the coaches, by the players, by the fans, in the way he conducted himself and uh, the way he went after the game. I mean, he, he, I guarantee you part of him still would love to go back and play. I went through the same thing. There's a part of you that just – doesn't go away. And people have asked me all the time, why would Alex continue during his comeback over the last couple of years? Why would he do that? You know, he, he's made a great living. He's played a lot of football. He, you know, he's this, he's that. And I said, look, you just don't understand who we are. This has, it has nothing to do with numbers. It has nothing to do with money. It has, it has everything to do with the ability to be able to want to continue to compete. And that everybody respects. There's no question. He steps, he steps in that locker room and Everybody looks. Everybody looked at, at Alex after he came back and played, and all the hard work that he put in. Because you know, I'd see him at training camp. We'd throw the ball around a little bit when he was, you know, had to kneel down and couldn't do much. And we would talk a lot at games and just get to know the man and, and you know what's going on in his head. And it's like you're just something special. You know, I mean, I think if you look up "special" in the dictionary, there's going to be a picture of Alex Smith sitting right there. Hmm. The great Joe Theismann with us. You can follow him if you're not already doing so, and I don't know why you wouldn't, at Theismann7, <laughs> at Theismann7 on Twitter. Um, Joe, outside of the comeback, and obviously the injury, which is how he's ultimately going to be defined, which is unfortunate and fortunate, right? I think it's, it's yeah. both. But outside of that, how will you remember Alex's time here in Washington? Is there a moment? Is there something that sticks out to you, again, outside of the comeback and, of course, the injury? So I, I know I'm reducing the field here. Well, there is one There is one thing, Chris, and, and that's, to me, that was when he went back on the field against the Rams. After, you know, sort of like it was, the I think, the culmination of, of so much hard work and so much time and so much effort to get himself ready. When he went out on that field and Aaron Donald jumped on his back, that's a moment I'll always remember because I took a deep breath. I gasped. I went, oh, gosh, I hope he's going to be okay. And he was. And he went forward from there. That moment was, was like that was the rock of Gibraltar accepting anything the waves could throw at him. And he did it. And oddly enough, it was a rainy day, so there were waves, I guess you could say. But, you know, that particular <laughs> moment defined, in my mind, uh, who Alex was. He had, he had worked so hard to climb the mountain. Now he was standing on top of the mountain. Now, no, there wasn't a championship ring and, and all that other stuff that goes with and part of the game. But I think what he did was so much more important to him and, and to the game. And I, I think Alex has to be an inspiration to so many people out there that think that it's the end for them. There's nothing else for me to do. That's, it's, it's, there's no quit in this guy. And, and to me, he's more than just a football player who inspired other football players. He's a man that inspired men and women and kids to basically say through his actions, if you really want it bad enough and you're willing to pay a price, you can get it done. You too can have, you too can climb that mountain and stand at the top again. Great, Joe Theismann with us. Joe, do you think he, I mean, he has a lot to offer the game itself, but just, you know, in, in, in any brief conversations with him, do you, do you anticipate him trying to, to stay in the game or stay a part of the game? Because he sure does have a lot to offer an organization either on the field or off right now. Well, you know, he's got a lot of knowledge, but when you really stop and think, 
guys. I mean, you, you spend your life dedicated to football. You, you, your family, you know, sacrifices an awful lot for you to be able to continue to do that. No, certainly Elizabeth and the kids have been unbelievable. I've, I've said this. You've heard me say this before. I know Elizabeth is his biggest fan. Well, I'm his second biggest. I'll argue with anybody. Um, how much being a broadcaster, as an example, that's a lot of work. I put in 60 hours a week to get ready for games. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're traveling on the weekends and you're away from your family, which when you retire, you want to spend more time with. Um, I think that's a little bit of a large reason why Peyton really decided he didn't want to get into broadcasting. And Drew's going to do it on a limited basis. Um, I, I, also, I also feel like it, going into management, um, again, you're looking at long hours, hard hours. I mean, he's paid a price to get where he is. Why not allow him to enjoy life? I mean, there's always going to be a part of you that wants to do it. That's why I do the broadcast. That's why I do the, you know, the Washington preseason games, and if I hopefully have them again, because it just, it's just something that's a part of me, and I, it'll always be a part of Alex. But I don't know if getting back into the game in some capacity um, would appeal to him, at least for a while. I'm sure. All right, so once again, that is Joe Theismann on Alex Smith, courtesy of the Team 980 on the Odyssey app, uh, and. As well, Russell and Medhurst, that would be me, and Pete Medhurst, Monday through Friday from 3 to 7. Uh, and there's more of that interview. We'll try and get to uh, the portions about uh, whether or not Joe Theismann would like to trade up or not and his thoughts on Alex uh, on Ryan Fitzpatrick. I am all over the place tonight. Sorry, guys. It's been a, haul, a long day. This episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Our friends at rockauto.com are the only one-stop shop you need, whether your car is a new car, a, an old car, foreign, domestic, whether you need a major part, a minor part, something vanity, something uh, for your mirror, something uh, wheels, rims, whatever you might need rockauto.com has it or they're going to get it and they're going to give it to you at a great price they're not going to treat you any differently than the mechanic down the street they're not going to treat their buddies any better than they're going to treat you rock auto is going to give you the best and competitive price to everyone and you don't even have to get off off your couch to go find it you can simply order everything you need for whatever make or model you have at rockauto.com. And when you go to rockauto.com and they're, how did you hear about us, Box? Type locked on so they know we sent you. All the parts your car or truck will ever need at the best prices, bar none, rockauto.com. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes... It's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. 
All right, once again, right now, April 19th through the 26th, make sure you listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Ross Tucker, and Michael Lombardi, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey on the new Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcasts, Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And again, cheap plug, you can listen to the Locked On Washington football team podcast on Odyssey as well. You can listen to my afternoon radio show. Uh, from 3 to 7, again, on the Team 980 on Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and that's where you should lock it in for the ultimate NFL mock draft, as we've been mentioning. So, on Monday, we also found out that Bryce Love was not going to be a part of the Washington football team. This shouldn't be a surprise. He has played zero downs in his time here with the Washington football team. Um, he was an injury red shirt, if you will, in his rookie year out of Stanford, fourth round pick. He should have been a high second round pick, maybe a low first round pick, that type of thing. Tore up his knee in December of his final year in Stanford. And obviously it was a significant enough injury that he wasn't going to make it back and wasn't going to be healthy and he needed more time to recover and rehab and all that stuff. And by all accounts, he was doing okay, right? And uh, he himself, even last spring in an interview with the organization's podcast uh, said, hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm doing great. I'm going to be back. I'm going to go full blast when it comes to training camp. And I kind of doubted it, to be honest with you, realistically. And I had heard some things that he was not doing great, that he was having some issues. And yet there he was on day one of training camp, cleared and ready to go. And they spotted him in and they worked him in and he looked pretty decent, if not pretty good early on. But then you could start to see it kind of tail off where he was maybe favoring it or not having that same explosion and that same pop. And then Washington put him on the opening 53-man roster with the thought maybe possibly of putting him on a three-week IR stint. You had to put him on the opening 53 in order to do that, and they still didn't do that which was kind of weird. I thought that would be the whole idea, put him on the opening 53 to get him to that three-week short-term IR to start the year. Or I thought, well, he's ready to go, and they know more, but apparently not because he was not active uh, early in the year, and then all of a sudden he couldn't start practicing, and then they start trying out running backs, and he's not playing, and he's not active, and he's not playing at all, and then you kind of figure out, okay, you ask Ron Rivera, you ask other people, uh, how's he doing, and you know, they're saying he still needs more time, not ready, all sorts of stuff. Um, it was just a weird miscalculation, quite honestly. I don't know exactly what they were doing uh, by that. I, I mean, to me, it seemed like... You could have put him on IR again before the cutdown like they did with Reuben Foster and he would have been out for the whole year. But if you're going to put him on the 53, why not give him three extra weeks and yourself an extra roster spot to prepare when he wasn't ready, when you were going to deactivate him? And so that didn't make a whole lot of sense uh, to me. And it quite honestly still doesn't. And then here we are. He doesn't play at all. 
uh, you know, throughout his second year, can't get healthy, can't get right, a setback at least, maybe two, and who knows what kind of damage possibly uh, was there, but clearly they didn't feel like he could contribute anytime soon, so they let him go. It's not a salary cap issue. It's not even a roster space issue. I think they had 70... I think they had 11 spots going into Monday uh, open for their draft picks and undrafted free agent on the 90-man the, uh, roster. Um, so it wasn't like necessarily a hardcore numbers thing. I think they just figured this guy's not going to be able to contribute. Uh, and, and again, they'll know more than I do, right? But they thought they knew more last September uh, than I kind of thought they did. And and I didn't understand that. So I don't know what they're giving up here. I don't know if Price Love is ever going to be healthy again. I don't know if he's ever going to be able to catch on with the team. It's just not going to happen here in Washington. And it's another fourth round pick kind of wasted. This team has struggled in that area. Monte Nicholson, Samaj P. Ryan, all sorts of, you know, now they did have Jamison Crowder. That was a nice find. Yes, there's been a couple uh, here and there, but for the most part, they have not gotten enough out of the fourth round. Obviously, Kirk Cousins was a fourth round pick back in 2012, but they haven't gotten anything out of the second round. They haven't gotten enough out of the fourth round, quite honestly. Uh, And that's another case here. Now, where they can go? Well, I I mean, I already thought they were going to draft a running back. Now I know they're going to draft a running back. They need it, right? Guy to keep an eye on um, is Kenneth Gainwell from Memphis, a true running back. At 200 and I say 25 or so carries in 2019, he opted out of last year. So you don't know what he's been doing in terms of his body and his agility and his uh, explosiveness and all that. Hopefully he's had a chance to, you know, get even stronger and more explosive. But that's a guy you might want to keep an eye on in the third round for the Washington football team. All right, that is going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Up Chris Russell, David Harrison should be back on the next episode. We're also expecting to be joined by LaVon Kirkland. Who is a former Pittsburgh Steeler and Clemson football analyst? We'll talk about Trevor Lawrence and the rest of the Clemson Tigers coming out. Uh, And as well, uh, we will have continued coverage of the path to the draft coming up here this week with our positional previews. That's all still to come right here this week on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.